0: Yesterday, um, I picked up an album, a book uh, filled with pictures and, and uh, all kinds of stuff that my sister made after my parents had died. And uh, um, this was years ago, and I looked through it, but I didn't read it all very carefully then. And I don't know why I picked it up yesterday, but I did, and I read, looked at every page, every picture. Oh, wow, it was a history back to my great-great-grandparents uh, who went from Germany to Russia to Kansas, and it was extraordinary. And I thought the story was told through the pictures and through the writings that she put in the booklet. Powerful. So everybody has cameras nowadays, and and you're walking down the street, and, and if something happens in front of you, you can pull your camera out and record it, not only the pictures of it, but also the sound. So imagine if you were walking down the street, walking your dog or whatever, and... There was a big car accident, and these cars crashed, and, and, and people were wounded and hurt. Nobody died, thank God, but they're lying on the ground, and they're bleeding, and you hear the ambulance coming in from the distance, and you pull out your camera, and you happen to get everything, and you even hear the sounds. And while you're filming it, you begin to see and here people start doing things. Somebody says, eh, put out the, f- the fire starting. Come on, somebody put out the fire, and someone rushes and does it. Somebody says, oh, get something to lift their head up. Get something. Has anybody got a coat or pillow or something? In their and so they do it. Somebody says, Get some water. This one needs this. And, and, and you see people jump into action and start doing, start doing, because they know what has to be done. Well, today, on this day your first communion, these readings are priceless. And they're like what I'm just describing with these cameras, but we're going to look backward in time. The first reading that we heard comes from the Acts of the Apostles. And the Acts of the Apostles is like that album book I looked at yesterday about my family, but it's the family of the disciples and the early Christians. And this is what it says that they did. You see, they didn't have churches for about 300 years in the early church. They used to gather in each other's homes, not unlike what you've been doing for this last two months. Uh, If you've read any of the things that I've sent out through the Facebook page of the parish, I call you domestic churches because that's what you are. You're a little church in your own domestic place, your home, and many of you prayed together there. Some of you have watched mass on television, I mean on the the, uh, internet, or some of you have watched the mass we do, the school, some of the school people have watched the mass, and maybe in your family you prayed together afterward. Maybe you even broke bread. It wasn't exactly the Eucharist, but maybe you did that just to feel the impact of the mass, even as you were celebrating at home. But listen, what the early Christians did—it said first of all, they devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles. They devoted themselves. Now, devotion or being devoted is a very special way of acting. Let me see. Let's say one of you loved to play the piano. And you really loved it a lot. But, but every day you practice for two hours. And your friend said, come out, play. No, i got to play the piano. But you play every day. I know, I always play for two hours. I'm devoted to it. I have to do it because it means so much to me. So here these early Christians. They were devoted to what the apostles were teaching. What did they say? What did they say? How should we do it? And they listened. And it says they were devoted to the communal life. That means they got together, like you got together today to celebrate this special day. They got together. And it says, but they didn't just get together to get together. They got together for the breaking of the bread. You see, because the breaking of the bread is what's described in the second reading as Paul, when he writes the letter to the Corinthians to remind them, says, uh, remember, hello, I'm giving to you what Jesus gave to me, to us, that on the night before he was handed over to die on the cross, he went to that upper room with the 12 apostles, and he says he took bread, he blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, eat it. And then he took a cup of wine and said, this is my blood, drink it. It is for the the removal of sin of your lives, this cup of salvation, drink it. And basically he said what we celebrated yesterday on the great feast of the body and blood of Christ or Corpus Christi, Jesus was so smart. He knew that if people just talked about Jesus and mentioned what Jesus said and looked at the cross, it's all beautiful. They're ideas. But he didn't want it just to be in the head. He wanted us to experience his love. So he said, eat me. This is my body. Eat it. This is my blood. Drink it. Why? Because he knew if we experienced the experience of eating and drinking, taking something into us, we know what that means. What if I don't eat for two years? What will happen to me? Anybody? Anybody? Hello? I die! What if I don't drink anything for four weeks? Probably be dead. I need food. I need drink. We all do. So Jesus wanted us to have that experience of eating and drinking to say, don't you get it? I'm in everything anyway, but let me be in this experience so that when you come together, especially as a community of faith, And like the two disciples who walked on the road and were talking about Jesus, they didn't even recognize him as he walked with them, but they were sharing and everything. Later on, they said, oh, my God. Weren't our hearts burning inside us when he talked to us about all those things? So we come to listen to the word, to talk about it. What does this stuff mean? And then the priest gets up there, kind of reenacting that last supper, taking the bread, blessing it. This is my body eat it. This is my blood, drink it. And we celebrate the words and the actions of Jesus so that we can experience Jesus Christ in our lives. Now, if you never, ever received communion in your whole life, every once in a while I will have an adult that's 60 years old that says, Father, I I never received communion. Well, are you baptized? Yeah, I was baptized, but, um, you know, my Father died, and then we were very poor, and we just didn't have it. You know, I, I just never got a chance. I wish I could receive. I say, of course you can. Let me give you a little instruction, and then you can start receiving. Or think of the people that, and many of you perhaps, for two months, they said, Father, can't I receive communion? Can't I come to Mass? He said, we're not allowed to celebrate yet. We're trying to take care of this pandemic. Not everybody, but some people said, I can't wait to receive Christ in the Eucharist. It means that much to me. That's why we celebrate this day so special. That's why you all, the little girls look like princesses or queens in your beautiful dresses, the men in there in their, in their tie and everything, all wapo and everything, you know? Why? Because we want this day to be remembered forever. The first time we did this, the first time we did this together. After preparing for two years, this moment came where we celebrated the words of Jesus at the Last Supper when he gave himself to his apostles as food for their spirit. Eat me, drink me, let me into your heart and life. And that's what we do today. And as we do it this first time, it is so that it will never be forgotten. But I hope, that this is the first of 10,000 communions. I've been receiving communion for 63 years. 63 years. For the last 44 years, practically daily, sometimes two, three, four, five times in a day because I've been a priest. This is meant to be a food that we eat again and again and again and again to find in it the experience of letting Jesus Christ come into our heart and our life and form us and shape us. I won't go back to the first reading, but I'll just mention this. What happened to these people as they came together to break the bread and to listen to the word and share? They got moved like people at the accident. Oh, my God, does anyone have a pillow or a jacket to put under this person's head? Oh, my God, somebody get some water. Call the paramedics. And everybody jumped into action. So what did they do when they got together? They started noticing there's a lot of poor people. Let's gather food for them and share it. You know, some of us have a lot and others don't have much. Why don't we share some of our things that we've got? You know, people that don't have as much, maybe we can offer to them. And they began to see that coming together and talking about Jesus Christ and receiving the food who is Jesus into their life it began to form and shape them to be, be, be different people, I'll say to be better people, so that by the time, like maybe by fifth grade or sixth grade, who knows? Maybe you'll say, I got to be a server at the Mass. Father, when can I start reading the Word every week? Father, can I work with the St. Vincent de Paul and help the poor people here? You all already do things like you collect food in school sometimes, and these are ways that, that, that Our faith is shaping us and forming the way that we think and the way that we act. So I want to welcome you again, and I want to do it this time with a big round of applause because we're so proud of you and grateful for this day for you.